Hi, welcome to the Bougie Backpack Podcast. My name is Angel Chen, and I'm from Pennywise Traveler. And I'm Mackenzie from Travel Hacks Mac. And we're so happy that you're here today. So we have some exciting news. So we have a Bougie Backpack mailbag, and you guys dropped us up some questions, and we're going to answer them today. Yeah, so we're going to pick up our Bougie bag, and we're going to open it. <laughs> and get our questions out so if you guys didn't know we do have a bougie mailbag you can submit questions to it's just a google doc it's not really like anything that exciting but you can put your questions in there and then guide the topic of our episode and we'll talk about your question and get into detail about the answer things that we can't normally quickly answer on instagram or through like reels or something so really excited to get some more questions today we have a lot of different really different questions today so First question is, how long should I wait? Oh, this is from Trish and, Tra- Trish and Travel. Um, thank you, Trish, for your question. By the way, if you ask a question, you can leave your if you leave your Instagram handle. We will give you a shout out. Most people don't leave their Instagram handle, though. You can be anonymous. So, um, so thank you, Trish, for your question. How long should you wait in between applying for credit cards? I tried to get the Southwest card to take advantage of the sub, but I was told I had too many cards opened recently. Okay, so this question depends on which bank. So it kind of varies. So if you're doing Chase, I usually do 90 days, like in between app applications. Sometimes I do two or three apps each time, depending on how big the sign-up bonus is. So like when I did, um, I think I did the Amex Hilton the same day, Barclays, and I also did another Chase Inc. Cash and Chase Inc. So I did I actually did four. <laughs> That was pretty huge, but but they were kind of small. Like the Barclays one was like literally 99 cents store, so that was one purchase. The Hilton one was 1,000, and then it was a Chase Inc. Unlimited, so that was like 6,000. And Chase, so sorry, Chase, yeah, Chase Inc. Unlimited and Chase Inc. Cash, that was like 6,000. But it was actually kind of accidental because I, I didn't realize that my Chase Inc. Cash was pending, so I applied for Chase Inc. Unlimited, so I had to do that one too, but it worked out. But um, I had a big big spend I was going to hit anyway, so it kind of worked out for the timing. So that was like $13,000 and $1 that I had to spend for mine. My- yeah, that's a, that's a lot of money at once. I mean, I guess the, the hard and fast rule as far as timing goes for Chase, and it, this is like, well, sorry, I said hard and fast, but it's it's like the only rule that's we know for sure is the 230 rule. So you can't open more than two cards in 30 days or else they will automatically deny you. However, if they said that you opened too many cards recently, that might be a 524 issue. And if you're not over 524, it might be an authorized user issue. So if you're listed as an authorized user on someone else's credit card and that that might be contributing to your 524 status, in which case you can call the recon number and have them reevaluate that. But for as far as like the spacing of cards, I usually do like 30 to 90 days to be safe. And 30 days is, is pretty safe, I think. I've done Chase cards like 30 days apart, no problem, like all the time. But for Chase specifically, they have that 230 rule. But then the other banks all have their own rules as well. So that's just Chase. I think, I mean, Chase is more strict. Um, Capital One only lets you open one card every six months with them, but they don't have that many cards anyway. So, so it's not that big of a deal. Oh yeah. So if you want a quick snapshot to the rules, we have the Bougie Backpack Blueprint, which kind of lays it out for you. So you can grab a link for the Bougie Backpack Blueprint in the link below and for the show notes. Oh yeah. 
Because, yeah, a couple other rules are, like, you can open cards, like, once every eight days. Like, each each bank is totally different. Like, it's – and it, they're so – they they almost seem totally random. You're like, why this many days? Like, why? And some of them are like, why would I open that many cards that often? But they do all have these different rules. So you can just get them quickly in our bougie blueprint. So we always leave that link in our show notes. So feel free to grab that there. It's totally free. Yeah, so it varies from bank to bank. So like when I did that, I knew I had a big big thing that was coming up for a big expense. So I was able to knock out those all at once. So it was, it's like, because some sign up bonuses, like if you get the um, Chase Inc. preferred, so that's $10,000 you have to spend in three months. So that's just one example versus you could have got like three cards, three, four, three or four cards. So like the Barclays AA card, that's like $1 purchase. The Hilton Honors card no annual fee one and they had the free night cert that was 1000 and then the chase inc unlimited that was like 6000 so that's still the amount of that you had to do with spending was still cheaper than the chase inc um, preferred card so always double check the time frame just because for american express their time frame tends to be like six months for certain cards like amex gold and amex platinum i remember that the rule recently changed you cannot go from Amex Plat to Amex Gold. You can go from Amex Gold to Amex Plat. So, like, they changed the rule recently. If you start off with Amex Plat, you're no longer qualified for Amex Gold cards. So do the reverse. Well, you can Gold. get it, but you you don't qualify for the sign-up bonus, which yeah, is, like, that's what I meant. why even yeah. get the card if you can't get the sign-up bonus? Yeah, I, that's, what, that's what I meant. So, like, you, you won't even qualify for that. So, like, you want to get as much points as possible and open your world to as much possibilities. So that's what I would do. Yeah. Similar to the 524 rule, Barclays has the 6 over 24 rule, but that's not that one I've actually gotten away like I've gotten away with having more than 6 cards in 24 months and still gotten it. So, I don't know how true that is, but that's supposedly a rule. It's not as strict as the 524 rule. Also, Capital One kind of has the 524 rule as well. So, you probably will get denied from Capital One if you're over 524. In addition, if you've opened a Capital One card in the past six months as well. So, and they're a little bit more strict about hard pulls as well. So, um, I usually, I have a lot of hard pulls in my account, <laughs> like, but Capital One cares about that. Other banks don't necessarily care about it. How many do you have? Oh, I don't know off the top of my head. Probably like, I think like nine or 10. You're like me. I have like sure. around that number. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm gonna bad. I'm going to look right too. now. But my credit score is still kind of high. So like I'm pretty bad too. Like it took me like for Amex when you apply when you're already existing customer of Amex, you don't get a hard inquiry again. But for the other banks, mm-hmm. they 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 will hard inquiry you again. Yeah, so I'm checking my credit score right now. My credit score is 799. I'm so close to 800. <laughs> but let's see. How many hard pulls? Oh, I have 8. I only have 8 hard pulls. Not too bad. So it says, like, even on my credit score, it says eight credit checks, which is, like, bad. But my credit score is still 799, so it's really not that bad. Are you looking up yours? Yeah, I'm curious. I'm, I'm opening mine, too. I'm opening it in the in the Chase app, so I'm going to see what my... Me, my... too. Yeah, so this is another hack. Like, an easy way to check your credit score is... And by looking at your, your Experian score is by going in your Chase app and then going clicking on Chase Credit Journey... And this is another way I also check for my 524 status because it will list all of your accounts that it is looking at. So you can tell if you just go through and count how many, like you do have to know the date. So this is a good way to like do this efficiently is to have it, if you keep track of it in an app like Travel Freely, 
or something or card pointers you can keep track of your 524 status but you need to have the data to put into it so you can actually look at your chase credit journey and look at all of your revolving accounts and it will list all of your credit cards and when you open them and that way you know that that's what chase is looking at like that's what they are factoring in when they're deciding whether or not you're over 524 and they're going to deny you a credit card yeah mine is a 791 and i have eight credit checks <laughs> okay so we're tied i know where they're coming from it's all from the the chase cards that's all yeah yeah so the chase business cards you can they don't count towards 524 but usually they do do a hard pull on your account so that's like something to think about with your credit score as well so i hope that answers your question thank you for submitting that uh trish our next question is a and a around the world redemptions especially for multiple people and making the a and a family account so you can transfer from two amex accounts and routing rules okay so a <laughs> and a around the world redemptions so there's like first of all like what is what is an around the world trip so around the world bookings are when you you book one it's one itinerary you can book it with point you can pay cash but it's gonna be a lot of money you can book it with points and usually it's because you're you do it continuously and it's like a flat rate for your mileage and there's a couple different airline programs that do it and you can do it with all three alliances so but the the best one the one that you get the most value out of is ana and one of the reasons is well, Star Alliance does have, have the most airports in the world that they fly to. So that's like one factor to consider. But also you just get more, their mileage goes further with ANA. So I had considered doing an around the world trip when I was booking my honeymoon. And the reason I didn't do it was because it was really stressful. <laughs> like I'd started planning it and figuring out all the rules and all, everything that goes into it. And there's just, there's just a lot. And the more people you have on it, the harder it gets, the more business class flights you want, the harder it gets. If you want to go for first class, which you can get a lot of value if you go for first class, but you have to make sure you have availability in all those first classes, which as you go up in class, there's less and less availability. So it gets kind of harder and harder. So not to say, not to be discouraging, but like it is a really good deal, but it, it is a challenge to book. And that's kind of why people don't do it all the time. <laughs> So like the the first rule is that you can so you can book up to eight stopovers between your origin and final destination. You can only cross the Atlantic and Pacific. Yeah, you can only cross the Atlantic and Pacific once, so you can't and you also can't backtrack. So you can't like just keep going around around the world and you can't go backwards. So like once you go forward, you can't like go to Europe and then backtrack to Asia. And then it has to be at least 10 days, which I think is pretty easy for if you're doing that many stopovers. And then you have to look at how many miles you're flying. So like the lowest you could do, according to the ANA chart, because they have a chart, they'll tell you exactly how many points it costs, is 4,000 to 7,000 miles, which in economy class would be 38,000 miles if you booked it in economy class, 63,000 in business, and 90,000 in first class. But that's only 4,000 to 7,000 miles. Like, I don't, that's not going to get you around the world. <laughs> so it, it's something to consider like, yeah, you're getting a lot of value, but the more stops you add, the more mileage you add, the higher, the more points you have to pay. And then also like, you need to make sure you're finding the availability. Because if, 
for some reason, if a flight gets canceled too, you have to like, oh, and the other thing is you have to book the whole thing on the phone, <laughs> which is like my worst nightmare. So you have to find the award availability, which with each of the Star Alliance members or partner airlines. And then if you want to fly business class, you have to make sure all of them have business class availability for the dates you want to fly. And then, yeah, other than that, just a matter of calling and if things get canceled, it's, it's a pain. Like, I don't know. I just, I, it does, it's not an appealing t process <laughs> to me. It also takes a lot of time. Yeah. I've been wanting to do one for a while just cause I like to explore the world, but I haven't had time to really sit down to actually do it myself. Just because like, for me, I've been like this past year, I've been cruising, <laughs> cruising. I never thought I would be a cruiser actually, <laughs> but all the, the free travel hacking deals, like the cheap ones, I've been finding a lot of cheap cruises, you know? So that's, that's my excuse for not doing it and everything. Also because it's like, for me, it's like, I want to plan down and sit down and really plan out where I want to go. And I feel like for me, I would want to go longer than two weeks. So it just really depends on where I'm going, you know? Yeah. Especially like this kind of thing would be would be good if you have a lot of time to take like really get the value out of it and that's kind of why that's why i was thinking about doing it for a honeymoon when i was like but i was like man i'm already stressed about this wedding like planning it and stuff and i mean i did end up like booking like a crazy honeymoon too but like that was a lot less stressful than to be circling the entire globe i think but yeah I don't know. I, so if you do want to do it, though, the only transfer partner, the only credit card points that transfer to ANA is Amex. And then, yes, you could combine points. Um, so if you, you, yeah, I guess you could either do it with the ANA family account, or you can also, if you have two people with Amex cards and one of them is an authorized user on the other, you can also pool your points that way. That's another way you can pool your points. And, and then you could transfer all of them to, to one ANA account if you want to do that as well. So yeah, that's like, that's kind of all of that in a nutshell, but, uh, but yeah, that is something you can do and just know that that's not the only option for around the world, but it is probably the best option, but you could do other airlines as well. You could do, if you don't have American Express points, you can do Air Asia. That's one world you can do. You can book one on, yeah, you can do on Sky Team. You can book it through Aero Mexico. So with the Sky Team one, you can do fifteen stopovers. Yeah, but you have to double check the fuel surcharges. I wonder how much the fuel surcharges yeah. will be, because I know that for ANA yeah. they pass the fuel surcharges. I'm not sure how much like more it'll be on Aero Mexico and stuff, because sometimes the fuel surcharges they can be really expensive. Yeah, a lot of times the reason why I don't book ANA because ANA like has really good, especially like round trip deals. Sometimes people forget that. And so when, they, when they're searching for flights, they only search for one-way flights on award tickets, which makes sense. But ANA, you can book a round-trip ticket for usually it's like actually cheaper. But then you have to look at the fuel surcharges because I one time was, was trying to book a flight to, I think it was to Europe. And then like the fuel surcharges were $200. And I was like, well, that kind of like negates the fact that I'm saving maybe 5,000 points by booking round-trip too. So ANA is one of the ones that has the higher fuel surcharges as opposed to like most of the um the US based carriers just don't have those fuel surcharges as much or just they're just not as high. Yeah, it it really depends on each partner how much they pass on. So like another example is like Avianca, where Avianca doesn't pass fuel surcharges. So that one's a cheap one, but like if you're trying to book the same flight on A and A, which is they're both star lines, it's gonna it might cost you more on um on on what's it called on A and A. So it just depends. 
Like, you really have to, like, what I would do is, like, if you're planning to go somewhere, price it out of how much it would cost on A&A and how much it would cost if you book up a partner that um, didn't, like, didn't um, pass, pass few surcharges just to do cost analysis to see how much points and money that you're actually saving. I mean, you're probably saving a lot with the A&A around the trip one, but, like, you also want to see how much, like, you're actually saving depending on how many places you're actually going to go to. Yeah, that's true, too. And if you're, like, rushing through it just to make it work, because you could, mm-hmm. if you piece it together yourself, if you you might find it to be less. Especially, like, if you could fly, let's say you want to go to Asia or something, and you have you happen to have a stopover. Like, you could even book, you could book a, um, like, a United excursion flight that circles the globe that, like, could take you from your home airport to another airport and then... Like, you could circle the globe that way, and that middle flight would be, uh, you wouldn't be paying anything for that. You'd just be paying for the the first and second leg. So, like, that could be another way you do it, and that would be, you would do three stops for that. I mean, we do, you do, I guess, two stops. You have your starting location, then two others. And then you could also, like, jump off from where you're going. Like, when you're in, uh, when you get to your destination, you could book, like, cheaper flights from that place round trip. Like, if you go in Europe or Asia, a lot of times you can book flights for like $50 to different cities or even different countries that are nearby. And that could be another way you can hack it too. Yeah. It just depends on how much time you have. Cause there's a sp- specific amount of time that you can do the around the world flight too. It has to be at least 10 days. I think that's what you said, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that's, that is the around the world trip. Sorry. Didn't totally like book an around the world trip, but like I said, it's very difficult. You have to find so much availability, but that's kind of an overview of how that would work. So I think we have time for one more question, maybe. So next question, can I really get a business card if I sell one thing a year on Facebook Marketplace? So it's so funny you said that. There was a person who commented my IG reel that got proof of $0 for like um, selling on eBay. <laughs> so like, I mean, you can try, right? Like that person got approved for $0 selling on eBay, you know? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, they don't, like, the bank that you're getting the card from doesn't really check. You just need to have a reason why you're getting the card. You know, like, they're not, like, they're not gonna, if you sold one thing on Facebook Marketplace, you are technically running a business. So, like, what, what could they possibly say, you know? Or you can try to sell more spring cleaning, right? So, like, maybe spring clean once a month, you know, and put more stuff on Facebook Marketplace, or at least once a quarter, if you want to do that, you know? Yeah. I mean, they you don't have to be a good business. You just have to be a business to get a business card, you know? But also, it is another way to save money. By, like, I sell things on Facebook Marketplace all the time. It's like, it is a way to get... And also, I buy things on Facebook Marketplace because it's, it's a good way to get things for cheap because people are just trying to get rid of it. It's a good way to get things, especially from neighbors and stuff, people who live nearby, like furniture and stuff. So, so yeah. In short, the answer is yes. You can... You can totally get a, a business credit card if you only sell one thing on Facebook Marketplace. So what you probably would do, though, is is do a sole proprietor. So the way that works is you use your own social security number as the business. Like, you don't have to open an LLC. But you could also, if you do have an LLC, there's some credit cards where you can get the, you can get the card for your LLC and for a sole proprietor as well. So, for example the Chase Inc. cards, if you already have a card for your LLC, you can also get the sign-up bonus with a sole proprietor card as well. You can, 
I, I would say for most business cards, you can get multiple of the same card, one from a sole proprietor and then one for a business, but you might not get the sign up bonus for you personally because some credit cards like American Express, for example, they limit the they limit how many times you can earn the sign up bonus. For most cards, if you get approved from it, and unless they give you an indication like with Amex, you would get the little pop up. The we call it pop up jail. If you get it, that means you're not eligible for any Amex sign up bonuses. But you would get a pop up that says you're not going to be, you're not going to qualify for the sign up bonus, so you won't get it when you apply for the card. But for the most part, especially with Chase, you can get you can get the sign up bonus with a sole proprietor and an LLC. So just something to know. Yeah, it's something to think about. I mean. I would say, like, the only business cards I have really are, like, Amex and Chase. Oh, wait, no, that's a lie. I have Amex, Chase, um, Barclays, and City. I have business cards. <laughs> like, actually, no, that's a yeah, lie. Yeah, me too. Well, because I forget about the, the – I have AA cards with yeah, Barclays and City, and I, I forget like, about them. Well, that's not true. I have AA cards with both of them. Because um, for American Airlines, you can get the same bonus again. Um, I think it's, like, every 24 months with Barclays, right? And I think the same mm-hmm. thing with – with city two it's like 24 to 48 months it's it ranges yeah. for for city two i was like wait a minute that's not true <laughs> because it's i don't have the regular business cards i have the, the american airline ones that's why yeah the co-branded yeah yeah i agree yeah i have the same exact those are the only cards that i have that aren't chase or amex but i have a bunch of amex business cards i have a bunch of chase business cards because those are my two favorite points programs but I also like to get American Airlines files where, wherever I can. So that's a good a good way to do it is through that. So Yeah, I just remember I had the Wyndham card too, but that's because I have the um, the Wyndham's diamond status and Caesar's diamond status. I only kept it for that. But it's, it's oh, yeah. an easy card to keep. So that that's mm-hmm. an easy card to keep for, for that reason. It pays for itself yeah. for $95. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good one. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, that kind of relates to the question of like what – how often can you earn the bonuses on cards, which it kind of, it varies from bank to bank, but like in general, I guess, so there's Amex has quote unquote lifetime language, which means you can only earn it once per lifetime. But there have been a lot of data points that show if you close an Amex card for seven years, you can be eligible for that bonus again after seven years, which is a long time to wait. So, um, that's not really, I don't know if if you're in it for the long game, I guess you could do that. But I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to close a card that would be valuable to you, like the Amex gold card in the meantime. So, um, so that's, that's the rule for Amex for chase. It's 24 months between earning signup bonuses. And that's from the date that you earned the last signup bonus for that card. So that, that applies for most of their co-branded cards, but then, the only exception for Chase would be the Sapphire cards. You can earn those once every 48 months instead of 24 months. So, And you can only have one Chase Sapphire card at a time, so either the preferred or the reserve. And so like one strategy that people do is they get whatever the highest high sign-up bonus is, they get that one, and then earn the sign-up bonus, and then after 48 months, they'll downgrade it to a zero annual fee card, and then apply for whichever has the higher sign-up bonus at the time. For Chase Sapphire Preferred, I was going to wait for it to go back to 80k at least. I mean, then again, we never know when these offers like go back up or so. You know, like, it's very random. But I was going to wait for that one to go back up 
to 80k and then because like i'm gonna be due in a few months to get another chase um sapphire bonus because it's gonna be 48 months by then so i might wait downgrade my um chase sapphire reserve and no i know it's important to apply for chase sapphire preferred once it hits 80k but because i have a chase ink preferred i still have a gateway card so i can still i still have buffer time to wait yeah i guess something you don't want to do is like close the door on being mm -hmm. able to earn ultimate reward points which i mean yeah. it, it would be okay like if you downgraded your card it would temp they would temporarily be less valuable but then when you upgrade it when you or when you open a new card you could transfer them back up it would be okay but like it's probably better to just not do that because then what if you don't get approved for that card and you're like stuck <laughs> yeah i'm scared of that so that's why i will still have my chase ink preferred <laughs> if anything i still mm -hmm. have that card that would still qualify me to transfer points out for the aviator red card the barclays aviator red card that's the card that you earn usually it's like sixty thousand, but sometimes it's fifty thousand american airline miles and all you have to do is make one purchase so it's like we always say like, oh, you can just buy a coffee and you get, you know, you get points. You don't have to make a huge sign-up bonus. It's a really good card to have. And a lot of people have gotten the sign-up bonus multiple times. But it does say in the fine print that you can only earn it once in your lifetime, basically, is what it says. But a lot of people have said that as long as you close the card and then wait 24 months, then you can reapply for the card and usually get the sign-up bonus. That's what people say. So that's kind of like your mileage may vary because that's not what they say in the terms, but for the most part, it seems like you can do that. And if you get approved for the card, you will probably get the sign-up bonus. It's not like you get approved and then all of a sudden you're surprised you don't get it. The only card that usually happens with is Amex, and they will tell you before. Yeah, I mean, like, at least City's consistent. Like, City is 48 months, and that's from when you earn the bonus, right? And then I think Capital One also made their rules recently where it's 48 months from earning the bonus, but that's like, I don't know, Capital One's kind of like, I don't think that's a card that's worth like closing and reopening. I mean, it, that's one I'm just going to keep open for a while. But like, I don't know, like with American Airlines miles, it's like I want to keep earning those points, you know. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these rules, like these are like what have been observed. Some of these things are patterns or data points that other people have said. And like for the most part, if there's a lot of data points on something, you can pretty much believe that that's a rule. But even things like 524, like Chase, that's definitely a rule. But like. If you go to the bank, like I was at the bank and I was trying to get, I was opening a business account for Travel Hacks Mac. Like this was like a couple years ago and I was at the bank and I was over 524 and the, the person helping me was like, oh, do you want to open a business card? And I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be approved. And he's like, well, why, why wouldn't you be approved? Do you have a bad credit score? And I was like, no, I have a great credit score, but I've, I'm over 524. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, if you try to open a card a business card under my name it's gonna say i'm not eligible because i've opened too many cards and he's like i don't know like let me see what's out there and he like opens my account and he can see it's kind of like credit journey what i guess with what they're looking at and he goes oh it's interesting there's no offers on here for any business cards i was like yeah like i'm telling you like it's because i'm over 524 like i'm not gonna be eligible so it's it's kind of funny like it, it is definitely a rule like we know we know for a fact that that is a rule but they don't like it's not really like chase doesn't come out and say that that's a rule we just know it because it's it's like it's been figured out over time yeah it's so funny because sometimes you just know more than the employees that work there it's kind of like whenever i go to staples <laughs> you know the gift card sale i know more than them yeah yeah i mean i don't know like i my first job was at mcdonald's and a lot of times people would come to mcdonald's and order stuff and i was like what are you like what like 
there's a guy that always come up and order a, like a cup of pickles. And I was like, I don't think that's on our menu. And he's like, it is. And like, it's, it's things. <laughs> yeah. And I like looked through and I like t- pushed every single button and I finally found it. I was like, okay, there it is. But he would come in all the time. Like, I don't know. You guys should try that. I don't know if it's still a thing, but go to McDonald's, try to order a cup of pickles and see what happens. Or like, uh, there's another thing is, uh, and a lot of a lot of places have this, but at McDonald's specifically, I just I work. This is my first job when I was fourteen. <laughs> was McDonald's? Um, you can if you're a senior citizen, you can order a senior soda, and it's like cheaper than normal soda. Um, I think it's like under a dollar, and you could or you could order like a senior coffee. And I would never check someone's ID to be like, "Are you old enough? Are you really a senior citizen?" <laughs> so that's something you could do. I mean, I wouldn't if you're young, don't do it. But if you're like if people are calling you old, then I would say go for it. Like, start getting your senior sodas. Do you have mobile checkout? <laughs> oh, yeah, that that's a good point. So I don't know. I don't know if those kind of things come up on those things probably don't come up on mobile checkout. I think you have to go in person for those because then people would just be taking advantage of that. Yeah. So I think that's all we have time for today. We don't want to make this too long. We can go on forever. But if you guys have any questions you want to put in our bougie mailbag, don't forget we have the Google form you can submit here. Sometimes we post in our Facebook group as well. If you're not in our Facebook group yet, you should totally join. It's free. You can just join and there's a great community in there. People who ask questions, people answering questions, and we sometimes do lives in there. So definitely join. Yeah, we hope to see you in there in the, in the Facebook group as well. We might have something new for you guys in the new year. So make sure you join before that happens. Oh, yeah, we have some really exciting things coming up in the new year, which is another reason why, if you haven't done so already, you, if you could please leave us a five-star rating and review, this definitely helps us for putting on events, free events for you. So we're going to be having more free events next year, and we have a really big, exciting one coming up. So stay tuned. Maybe we'll give you a sneak peek of that soon. Yeah, and remember, our sponsors read the reviews, so you have something to complain about. You can still give us five stars and still complain. You don't have to deduct them out yeah. of the complaint. Yeah, we don't care if you complain as long as you give five stars. It's, it's great. So we will see you next week. Have a